Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. We thank you for uh, blessing us with this great opportunity to preach the gospel. We appreciate it. We don't take it for granted. So we ask you, Lord, to speak through us and touch the hearts of men and women all over this world. We pray for those out there in the social media world who are struggling uh, with various issues and problems. Uh, we want to pray for those who have given their life to you. We pray that for those who are sick or healing in the name of Jesus. So we thank you. Lord, we know that you are magnificent and you never fail. So we thank you for our life that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 First of all, I want to welcome everybody here at Kingdom MC and those out there on social media. So glad that you guys joined us today. And I'm so glad that you guys are here to hear a word from the Lord. The title of the message is uh, Save to Serve. Everybody says Save to Serve. Now, I want you to understand something. When God created us in the beginning of time, he created us and he gave us dominion in the earth. And when he gave us dominion in the earth, what he was telling us is, I want you to run the earth uh, on my behalf. And so it's important uh, that when man had fallen, God lost something. And he wanted to use humanity, man, to get it back. And remember that God lost something, and he wanted to use humanity to bring it back. So God, throughout the Bible, man, God was working a plan until he brought Jesus into the world, right? And then he gave us the power of the Holy Spirit um, that we may be saved, not only just to be saved, but we are saved to be servants, right? To really run the earth on his behalf. Now, that's a blessing when God trusts you so much that he trusts you with the earth. And so when he gave us the ministry and the message of reconciliation, it really meant something. And so a lot of times we take it for granted. But I want you to understand something. Our main objective in life, objective in life, is to try to get people who are far from God to come closer to God. That's the ultimate goal. It's not about singing and shouting. It's not about speaking in tongues and, and all that. It's really about salvation. It's really about salvation. Serving and servitude is all about salvation. It's all about serving God's people. We're having a ministry fair today and trying to get people, man, to get involved in ministry because a lot of people don't understand the significance of ministry. But I want you to understand something. The whole purpose of mission, the whole purpose and mission of the church really is to serve the people so they get to know who Christ is. Everything they do, from connection to the praise and worship team, to children ministry, to evangelism, whatever, the men's ministry, women's ministry, every single ministry should have one main objective. And that objective is to get people who are far from God, all right, to be able to accept God into their life. And those who have a relationship with God, but sometimes they may have backslidden or sometimes they may, I wouldn't say backslidden, that's a, that's a strong word, right, uh, who have really taken a step back or really started to go in a different direction or kind of like ease up on their relationship with God to help try to motivate them because we need them in the game, right? And so it's important to understand our mission. So we go through life and we move not understanding, man, that God wants us to help get people saved. Let's talk about uh, uh, if you use the children ministry and why that's important. Um, that's important because you want every single kid, man, to embrace Christ in such a way. You want the message to get down into those children so they can create a foundation to know who Christ is 
and then in that foundation, it will help change their life and their decision-making as they grow, right? Because kids in elementary school are making decisions now that adults were making 25 years ago, right? And so it's important, man, to give them a sound foundation, amen? So in Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, here's what Paul said. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, I'm begging you, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. I'm pleading with you to give your bodies to God. Why is it important that you give your bodies to God? All right? And we're going to talk about that. He said, I plead with you that you give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. God saved you. Some of us was in bad shape, and God saved us. Now, Paul is telling the church, he said, listen, I want you to give your bodies to God and allow God to use you to help transform the life of somebody else. I want you to use all your senses really to get people, man, that come into a relationship with God because Jesus is the answer for the world today. His principles that he taught us, like keep, keeping God, God's principles that he taught us through Jesus Christ is life-changing and life-saving, right? And it's important that your bodies are so important that you understand that because as you interact with people, you're always trying to give them a message through your life that God is real, that Jesus is real, and he's real through my life. How am I going to show you that? By the way I love you and the way I interact with you and the way I serve you. Serving, serving is like worshiping, right? That's your really way of worshiping God by serving the people. The more you serve people and the more you love people, the more people's life is changed because of you. You are a game changer. It's important. And the reason why you're here. It's because God believed that you can make a difference. If not, he would have expired you a long time ago. But he thinks you can make a difference. He put something in you when you was in your mother's womb that he believed that if you transform and really get it, that you would change the world. You're that important to God. right? So without God, John Wesley said, without God, man cannot. But without man, God will not. Because God does everything through us. And that's important for you to understand who you are. You are important. That's why Satan always attacks you. That's why he's trying to, he trying to get you with depression, anxiety, stress, bipolarism, all this crazy stuff he's putting on you to try to get you to really walk away from God. Because the more you're into God and the stronger you are with God, the more you can encounter Satan and take him on and win. All right? So it's all about serving God. Here's what he says. He says, I, brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship or serve God. The way you worship and serve God is really, man, how you interact with people. Remember, man, people are the difference. Why is it? Because we move the world. 
everything happens, man, through people. God works through people. He used your body. God wants your body like Satan wants your body. Uh, he tried to get that spirit inside of you and control your body, right? And because your body is what God uses to interact in this world, he gave you an earth suit, right? So we need to understand that. Now, it's important because your mind is crucial. Your intellect, your emotion, that's your soul. It's important, right? And, and we talked about that a while back. But we're going to try to get more in-depth on that. Now, God lost something, and he want to use you to help him find it. He want to use you to help find people who don't know. Everything is about salvation. Everything is about salvation. And salvation is about servitude. It's about serving. Jesus came, and we're going to talk about that. Why did he come? To serve humanity, right? We got to get it. If we miss it, we won't join a ministry. We won't join a ministry, but we'll come to church and walk out just like we came. We'll come, and we don't think it's important because it's not important to be a part of the connection. Some of you guys are so gifted and so talented, man, you can really transform the world. You can make the church a whole different entity because you got the gift to do it. But you decided in your mind that I'm not doing nothing at church. I'm going to come, I'm going to take, and I'm going to leave. Even though you have something that can really change somebody's life, your smile at the door makes a difference. You don't know what somebody's going through. But because of you, they can go another day. You don't realize how important you are and what you do. And, and, and God needs you, young and old. He needs you. He, now, if I love him, then I want to show him I love him by what? Serving the people. It's always about relationships. I don't care what you do. You can get super deep, and you can have this relationship with God, and you can have... You can get on your knees in the morning and you can have this devotional with God and praise God, all that. But when you get done, you got to come back down to earth and move lateral. Right? It's important. It, it, it's important. I don't care how deep you get. When you get done, you got to serve the people. You, you, people need to know that God is real in your life. Well, how do they know he real? How do he know? How do they know? How will they get to know? By the way you serve them. By the way you treat them. The way you interact with them. A lot of people leave the church not because of Jesus. They don't leave because of God. Most people leave the church because of you. It's always because of people. It's always because of what somebody did to them or how somebody treated them. Right? And why is that important? Because God saved us to serve the body. So if I'm always thinking about serving you, I won't be hurting you. If I'm trying to figure out how do I make your life better, I won't be trying to make it worse. What I have, I try to use to make your life better. And what you, now here's the thing, God is good. Whatever you sow in life, you're going to reap it. It's coming. I don't know when it's coming back, 
but you're not going to plant apples and get oranges, right? And it's important to understand that. So God gave you his spirit so you can make a difference in people's lives. So as you sow love into people, you're going to get love back. Now, I said, well, I don't know. I love somebody. You may not get it back from them because they may be broken. But somebody's going to give it back to you. And guess what? You need it. I don't care who you are. We need it because God created us, man, for relationships. I'm not talking about intimate relationships. I'm not getting into that. But he created us, man, because we need each other. He gave us all gifts. He gave everybody different gifts. Read the scriptures. He gave us gifts. But he gave it to us, man, for the edifying of the body, to build the body. Who is the body? Us. Us. Everybody say us. That's important. Here's what he said in Philippians, right, chapter 2, verse 13. For God is working in you. Everybody say in me. Giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working. How do you please him? By doing his will. His will is always attached to people. It's it's always attached to people. It's some kind of way attached to somebody. You make a difference. People need you. You, you, I, I'm excited to pastor. I love pastoring. The team always tell me, you're doing too much. They don't realize the more I do, the stronger I get. Right? Uh, it's something about, man, when you serve God, man, God re- rejuvenates you. So I spend a lot of time this way so I can be ready this way. Right? You, you have to spend time. This is to get you ready for this. You think this is where I got to do, do this here. And I spent 18 hours praying. We'll stop and do the other three serving. Because God said, I'm tired. I've been listening to you long enough. Now, would you please get out there and love somebody? Right? He said, would you go out there and let somebody know that I'm alive and well through you? Right? He said, I know you're deep. You know, I, I know you're deep. And you, you want everybody to know you're deep. And you're doing your devotionals. He said, but sir, let them know I'm real. And the only way you're going to do it is by serving people. By loving people. I'm excited. Man, listen. Ain't no way to, they said, I want to be on the van. Listen, people want to get to church. But they can't get to church because I don't want to drive. Well, I ain't doing that. I just don't feel like driving. What you doing? Nothing. I just don't want to drive. What you mean you don't want to drive? Can you drive? Do you have license? Yes. When did I want them to get to church? When they can't get there, then I pick them up. When they ain't riding in my car. What? Make it make sense. God bless you with a car. You won't give nobody a ride. Make it make sense to me. Right? You, you bless God. It's the, the, the church is the only institution where the more God bless you, the less people do. Isn't that crazy? You know, when they, if, God, if you're tithing, and listen to me, some people, tithe, they are tithe. As long as they're making seven dollars an hour, but don't you let God make them give them a raise and they make fourteen dollars an hour. Now, God, I like you, but I'm not giving you that much. I can't give you that much, and don't Lord knows, don't let them make eighty thousand dollars a year. Because if you think I'm gonna give you that much, God, I'm not giving the church. I'm not, the church won't get that from me because I don't see serving God. 
right? So what we do, now this is good, now watch me now. Uh, that's why they did a study uh, in, in, in Bond Research. They did a study, they said years ago, uh, when people were really, really poor, you'll you, you like this, uh, when people was really, really poor, uh, Sunday schools was packed. Uh, people came and they would stay in church all day long, right? And, and they would serve the Lord, and they gave their tithe. Now watch this, the more God blessed people, the more they wanted to get out of church, right? And the less they gave. And, and the more wealthy they got, the less they gave. And then some people, they say, well, I'm good. I'm just going to give my money, but I won't give my time. God said, I don't need your money. I need you. Because I need you to touch somebody's life. But we'll get into that in a minute, so I don't want to make nobody feel bad. But I just want you to understand who you are. So God has blessed you and has, listen, has lifted you up and has elevated you and has given you so much. And now you're too good to do it. Oh, God has gave me a gift. And I'm just so talented, but I'm not going to sing. I'm not singing. There's some people out there, man, will sing circles around Onikanem. I mean, they will sing circles around them. I promise you. They, but they would never open it. They won't do it for the Lord. But they, can, they were singing in their basement. No training, and you think they're professional. They say, I'm not singing for the Lord. But I love you, Lord. But they, they got their prayer meeting. Mm, God said, I gifted you to sing. Why won't you sing? Some of you all, man, you can dance. You're great dancers. You know, you're great. I mean, oh, you do all this stuff. God gave you that gift. And you said, I don't feel like it right now. But God said, but I gave you the gift. I didn't give it to you for the club. I gave it to you, man, to edify the body. You know, when Tiffany danced, it's, it's almost like me. I don't really have to preach. Because the message she already ministered. When Kyrie, I don't have to do anything because they really kind of they already ministered. Because the message is in the gift. But somebody, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not, oh no, Lord. I'm not going. Some of you are got great hospitality skills. You guys can sit. I, I remember this is a guy, it's a it's a it's a it's a guy um, started a restaurant called Carl Ritz, something like that. And he did all this training, and it, and it was professionalism was what it was all about. And it was really, 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 really good, right? And and people came back because they gave him great service. Can you imagine God gifted you with all these talents, and the people, if you served people like that when they came to church, they would never stop coming. They're like, that's the place I need to be. They're so professional. They're so eloquent. They're so nice. They love so much. Oh, my God, I've never been anywhere like that. You say, oh, I'm not doing that. I don't have time. So I'm not doing it. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. How many people have heard somebody say they burn out? But they don't stop going out. They, they burn out when it comes to the Lord, but they ain't burn out when it comes to the club. They ain't burn out when it's time to go to dinner. They ain't burn out when they get to hang out with their friends to play cards and play games. They're not burn out then. When we burn out, this is crazy. Bill, this is crazy. They burn out in churches an hour and 15 minutes and they burn out. <laughs> hour and 15 minutes a week and they burn out. One hour and 15 minutes and I'm burnt out. 
I can't give an hour and 15. It's not even an hour and 15 minutes. You know, you go to children's ministry, you're working 35 minutes. That's too much. I can't deal with those kids. And you work all week long with kids, but you can't spend 35 minutes. Now, I want you to think about that. This is serious. We're laughing about it. But you're in children's ministry for 35 minutes, and you can't give up 35 minutes. You work with kids all week long. But I can't get a Lord 35 minutes when I know they need him. And I want the kids say, because when they not say, them look bad, they so bad. Well, they bad because you won't put God in them. God gave you the Holy Spirit, and you and you going around talking about greater is he is in me. Greater is he is in me than he is in the world. Then you said, won't he do it? Yeah, you will. Won't he will? They said, well, we need you some help. Well, I ain't in it today. So we just leave. We, get, we walk out, we leave, and then we don't serve, right? We don't serve, right? Now, now watch this here in Luke 19, I mean Luke 9, early on. This is Jesus. When Jesus had called the 12 together, he didn't say, listen, I don't care if you're burnt out. I don't care if you're tired. They've been walking with him all day and all that. He gave them power and authority to drive out all the demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out. He said, I don't care if you're tired. I did not save you to stick around me. I didn't save you to hang around me and just learn about me. I saved you to go and preach the kingdom. I promise you, whatever you do, man, it's some people. I, 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 uh, I, I never forget. I, I always use the test. I never forget Nadia when she came in once. She said, and, I just, and they just gave me a hug. She never kept coming. A hug. Nobody knew her. Nobody knew her. We just knew this white lady came in here, and she came in, and we looked at her kind of strange because she was one of the first ones. Well, you know, Brad was the first one, but, you know, she came in. You know, Brad was, you know, Brad was the first one. But she came in, everybody kind of looked at her, and somebody messed around and hugged her. Somebody decided to be Jesus with skin on it. And when they became Jesus with skin over, all of a sudden, Idina called and said, can you work the after school program? Yes. Can you have the children ministry? Yes. Can you? All of a sudden, all these gifts that she had had, kids, she was teaching kids how to knit. She was using her gift, man, to make a difference in the life of children. And she was loving the kids. That's what happens, man. That's, that's the gospel. Don't get deep. Well, you know, I'm just here to praise the Lord. I'm going home. No. Jesus didn't tell him to hang around me. He says, go serve. Go, go. There's some people got some serious demons in them. You can cast a demon out with love. There's some people, man, that's going through so much hell, you just having a conversation with them and loving them for real. Now, the problem now, I tell you this all the time, I know you don't want to do this. The reason why you guys don't do it because you know this. You know this for real, Lori. If you love them, they're coming back. Jesus is magnetic, right? And, and the love, I know you, you get sick and tired of them, but the more you get into Christ, the more you don't get sick and tired of them, right? You just give them what God give you, right? And you give them life, and they're going to call you back. And you ain't got to spend your whole life with them, right? Because eventually they're going to be self-sustaining. Uh, let me get through this thing. Oh, it's 12 or 1, so 
We got time, right? All right, now, I want to show you something. The greatness of servitude. Now, now watch this here. Uh, so being a servant of God is a great honor, right? Now, I'm a, I'm a, I want to, these are some guys right here. So Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Caleb, Job, Isaiah, all the prophets. You get into the New Testament, um, James, Paul, Peter, Jude, all them guys were powerful. But they was called servants, 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 servants. Because they knew their job was to that a servant serve people. That's what servants do. They serve people. They don't serve themselves. They say, I'm a servant. I want to make your life better. Carl Ritz said, I want every, he had a meeting. He said, when everybody was, listen, this, I don't know how true it is, but I read it, right? He authorized the people in his hotel, this is pretty good, that if you was a janitor, listen to me, if you was a janitor in Carl Ritz Hotel, right, and one of the guests came up and had an issue he authorized them, man, they had the power, right, to give them their room for free. Right? Now, remember, now, they, they weren't just going around giving away room, but he trained them, says, I want everybody, when they leave here, I want them to have the greatest experience that they ever had. And I don't want anybody to ever leave here, man, dissatisfied. Just imagine if all of us say, everybody that come. They're going to have the greatest experience ever because we're going to use, we're going to drive the van, we're going to work the kitchen, we're going to do everything we do. We're going to, the media, uh, So we got some people on social media, they on their phone right now. Just imagine they said, you're on their phone right now, right? Imagine if they said, we're going to get on social media, man, we're going to make Kingdom Embassy, man, the, the most powerful social media church. Right? We're going to just take clips on our phone and we're going to put positive stuff on the church about our church because you imagine, people say, I want to, what they talk about, I want to come. The pastor Durham? Now, once they get here, they, they may do something else, but, you know, but you get them here. And then when you get them here, I tell all the people when I meet with them, love the hell out of them. I said, when people walk through this door, every time a guest leave, when they leave, they better leave here knowing that they was loved. I want them to feel the warmth. Now, the only way that happened if you served. Somewhere, somehow, behind the scenes. Raise your hand if you know how to work on computers. I ain't going to ask you to do nothing. Just raise your hand. Right. Now, don't wait. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. Just imagine, though. You know, why should we not have the best programs? What, raise your hand if you work in the service industry. Yeah, just, just imagine if you guys use that. Listen, man. You are okay. Let me, I'm, I'm really about to be done because my iPad has said 10 percent, Ross. <laughs> it's gonna die. They're gonna say, the, the, Ross, I know how to end that message. Cut your, your iPad down to 10 percent. Right. So I'm right. I'll finish the sermon next week. Here's what I want you guys to get. I want you to hear me, hear me well. I want everybody in here, I want you to think about your relationship with God. And do you really love the Lord? Do you really love him? Do you really love him with all your heart? What you really love? I want you to think about something. I want you to think about this is your church. All right? And I want you to think about uh, And I want you to think about how, now, now I'm going to put Tiffany on the spot. I just got to mess with, because I mess with Tiffany all the time. Just imagine, right, 
if Tiffany and Takara and Liz Hill, they all decide, so you know what, I'm going to dance, right? But they're not going to dance together. They said, we're going to dance individually. So three weeks is already covered when they minister. And when they minister, they don't play. They gifted from God. Last week, God told me, I don't know why he told me. Last week, God told me, he says, uh, call Chevy up to sing Jesus. I want y'all to hear me, right? So I'm, and I'm about to close. Now, when I, Chevy was sitting back there, and I called her up. I said, Shibby, I says, uh, do you feel like singing? She said, yeah, yes, Pastor. Now, remember that. This is her gift. Now, she's never, this, I'm not doing this because I like her, but I love her. Right? I've never, ever asked her to sing, and she did not sing. She's never made an excuse and said I couldn't. She may have said, I don't know that song. Can you give me another one? Right? The girl got up. She couldn't even remember the words. Now listen, she said, I need to remember, I, need, I can't remember, she ain't sung in so long. It was the best she ever sung. She sung that thing from her feet. It was like never before. The whole church, people on social media, man, was ranting raving about her gift. People from out of town, the niece, a girl comes from out of town, said, I got to come to your church just to hear her sing. Right? Now, the thing is, she ministered to so many people because she was obedient to use her gift. Now, now here's the funny part. This is good right here, uh, Tamika. And it only took her five minutes to use her gift. Five minutes. She spent all that devotion in her prayer home and all that kind of stuff. In five minutes, she changed the world. It don't take a lot. It just takes a commitment to the Lord. God needs you. This is part one of part two, three, four, five. So I got to close it out because it's 1208, and I know y'all about to lose y'all mind. It's 1208. Right now, so I, I just want to challenge you all. I want to challenge you all. I'm, I'm going to finish my sermon next week. I want to challenge you all to really think about your walk with Christ. Don't, Jesus said, here's what Jesus said. A lot of people serve me with their lips. He said, but their heart is far from me. He said, because they talk it and they sound good, but when it comes to doing my work, when it comes to servicing the people, they won't do it. And the reason why we're not phenomenal in every way it's because we don't take God for real. We do our jobs for real. We, obey, we, we promote our jobs. We do all kind of stuff everywhere else. But when it comes to God, we won't, we won't make him uno number one. That's why he says, seek ye first. That's what he told you. He says, seek ye first the kingdom. That means God's governing influence in your life. You be at it. Amen. God is good. Amen. It's time for us to give. Right? Some of you all have been for nothing. Don't clap yet. Hold your horse. I know you guys are excited. Y'all want to clap and tell the Lord. Right? You guys have been phenomenal. Right? But I want you to be honest with yourself. 
right? I'm only talking to the people who have made God the most important thing in your life, and you say he's your all in all. You got to ask, man, am I giving God the resources he asked me to give him, or am I giving him according to what I want to do? Everything we do is for service for the kingdom. We don't do anything, man, to edify each other, to build each other. All the resources is given to help build the ministry so the ministry can get bigger and bigger and bigger so we can service more people. We need your support. The people who call themselves, now listen to me, followers of Christ who made that commitment, they make the commitment financially as well. But more than your finances, I'd rather for you to keep your money and give your talents. That's me. God says I want both. He said, because I'm, I'm giving you all this, and I'm asking you to give a portion back to me, and you keep the rest. Can you imagine God giving you $100, you keep 90 and He said, give him 10 or give him 5% or whatever. You said, no, nah, God, I can't do that. And he gave you a gift, and you won't use your, I need you. The body of Christ needs your, your gifts and talents and everything. When we go to the ministry fair, sign up somewhere. Find out what you, you got to sign up. You can't leave without signing up somewhere. Even if you're a visitor, sign up. I'm going to call you. If you're a visitor, you get to work. Eddis. Don't be trying to hide Eddie. He ducked. He ducked. He like, I ain't singing. Right? Amen? Everybody stand to your feet. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the altar is open for you. If you don't know, you, you listen, you can't serve like that. You can't serve without having Jesus as your core. If you don't know Je- young people, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you need to come to the altar and give your life to the Lord. You got to make a commitment. And you need to be baptized. If you have not been baptized, you need to be baptized. Right? You need to be saved and baptized. So the altar is open for those. Right? On your way out, you can give through Giveify. It's a trail on the way out. You can write a check. You can give online.